Hello, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we inspire you to travel and teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Uh, so currently, I'm in uh, Georgetown, Guyana, which is in Northeast South America. And through the beauty of technology, I'm uh, connecting with a guest um, who's not in his RV. He's actually at a coffee shop in uh, BC uh, getting on this interview with me. Uh, so Reg uh, just left uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada on his epic RV journey across Canada and the US. And uh, because he's just a week in, I thought it'd be a really good time to do a before interview, uh, just to uh, hear a little bit about the, uh, the planning uh, in terms of leaving. And we'll definitely do uh, in the next few months an after interview where he's more established in the road and things have gone wrong and he's got to, has had to get new parts, etc. So we'll, we'll, we'll learn about um, um, the preparation and also uh, in a few months uh, a little bit about the journey uh, he's been on. Uh, so Reg uh, is my buddy from Vancouver, BC, Canada. We meet at different networking events. Uh, we have a really good common friend named Bob Malavi. And uh, we really both love uh, helping and supporting and giving back and making a difference. So it's an honor and a pleasure to have Reg on the interview today. So Reg, um, for the sake of the listeners and viewers, maybe you can quickly do a backstory. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you uh, start in this uh, RV journey across uh, Canada and the US. Yeah, I'll be happy to. And thanks for having me on here, Ricky. It's a pleasure. Um, well, it, go it goes back quite a ways. Um, but I've always had a, a love of travel and, and meeting people, different people, uh, having new experiences. But for much of my life, uh, I was um, kind of nailed down in, in the workplace world. Uh, I was in automotive sales for 30 years, uh, first sales and management and then business ownership. My partner and I had a Toyota dealership. And um, I realized in my late 40s that it was time to make a change. I, I just didn't feel I was in the right place for me anymore and uh, wanted to do some traveling. I, I felt like I had both feet nailed to the ground in what I was doing because I was the operational manager of the dealership. So anyway, I, I uh, initiated or triggered the sale of, of the dealership and went my own way. I started a personal and professional development training company after that because I had been uh, a student, a practicing student of personal development and professional development for 25 years prior to that. And uh, that gave me more freedom, but not enough. Uh, pretty soon I found that I was spending a lot of time marketing my programs, and then I was nailed down two times to present the programs, because this is before online stuff was really happening. And, and so um, I, I decided to retire from that as well. So that was another change of direction. And uh, so I was heavily involved in a nonprofit organization called the Kindness Foundation of Canada. Uh, did that for several years, uh, and in the course of that, I learned about a company called Send Out Cards, which was a, an online greeting card company. You, you're familiar with it, I think. You, you, yeah. You send Out Cards is awesome. I mean, uh, you send me a card, and I have uh, several cards on my fridge back in Vancouver, Canada, uh, of Send Out Cards from around um, the world of people who've uh, thanked me for running events or speaking, etc. So yeah, I love I love Send Out Cards. Yeah, well, the cool thing about it is, and, and what makes it work, I guess, is that from any computer, wherever you can log into the internet, you can create a card, click send, and the person receives a physical paper greeting card in the mail. So anyway, so I, I learned about that while I was with the Kindness Foundation and uh, got involved in that as a sort of a sideline business and still have that, and that's been wonderful. 
Um, but after we went through a period of uh, my wife, Kish, and my parents, all four of our parents going through challenges as they aged, uh, you know, we found ourselves quite committed there. And uh, this past year, uh, our last parent passed away, uh, which gave us a lot more freedom. But, but just the, the travel thing, three years ago, four, almost four years ago now, uh, we'd had a desire to go to South America. And uh, so we, uh, we sold everything, made ourselves homeless, rented a furnished apartment, and then gave that up and got on a plane and went to Ecuador for six months and had a wonderful experience there, uh, came back, uh, rented a furnished apartment, and then we did a lot of road trips in between looking after our parents. We did road trips down through the, down the West Coast and through the central state or Western and Southwestern states. And, um, and that kind of led us to the RV thing because we've, we've spent many, many months on the road in total and we just eventually got tired of, of living out of a suitcase, uh, packing and unpacking every day, uh, eating restaurant food. And so uh, we decided we, we'd always want to go across Canada and spend lengthy time on the road. And we thought, well, maybe there's another way. So we started checking into RVs. Uh, I should give you a, a background that we love convertibling. We've all our road trips have always been in convertibles, and we have that. And I thought, well, if we bought a motorhome, uh, we could tow the convertible and sort of move our home from place to place, uh, and have our convertible for road trips. So that's that was the choice we made. So a long story to to get to where we are now. So as far as the preparation part. Um, because we had downsized three times previously and made ourselves homeless just a few years ago, we didn't have that much. We've given away most of our furniture, well, pretty much all of it. Uh, we have a few personal precious things in a storage locker, not a big one. Uh, and so we just took the few things we thought we needed and packed them in the motorhome, and now we're on the road. <laughs> what a story awesome I'm so inspired and you know we definitely have kindred spirits because not only did you sell all your stuff so did we and uh, it's never all your stuff because uh, usually you can't give up your photo albums and your mementos and uh, a couple of boxes so uh, I've stored them with my parents back in Vancouver BC Canada and uh, you know we're on the road as well and we're in South America where you went uh, not in Ecuador yet we'll be going there in a few months first we got to hit Colombia, and then we'll go to Ecuador, Peru, etc. So definitely can relate to your story here. Um, tell us about Ecuador because uh, I'm going to be going there, so it's a little bit of a selfish question, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners and viewers would love to go to Ecuador. I know obviously it's famous for the Galapagos, but uh, even Ecuador, mainland Ecuador, is quite uh, beautiful from what I've heard. So tell us a little bit about what you did uh, while you were uh, living there, not just visiting, but living there. Well, our intention uh, upon going there was to spend uh, a couple of months touring around the country, and which we did by by the local bus system and stuff. It was really an amazing experience, and and then we thought we would, after doing that for a couple of months, we'd have a pretty good idea of, of which area appealed to us, and then we thought we'd uh, rent a furnished home of some kind in that area and just experience the culture, living in the culture rather than being just a tourist, and. Um, we, we chose Ecuador because it's, it's such a diverse country. It's quite small. It's smaller than, uh, much smaller than the province of BC, and yet it has, I think, two-thirds the, the population of Canada. Um, it's very diverse geographically and culturally. 
with distinct regions. There's the coastal region, the, uh, the, the highlands with the Andes region, the mountain region, and then there's the Amazon. So each one is distinctly different and uh, spectacularly beautiful in their own way. So, Ricky, when you get there, uh, you'll, you'll, I'm sure you'll love it. It's an amazing country. The people are warm and friendly and accepting. If you, if you would make any effort, which I mean, you, you're an experienced traveler, you'll love it. I'm sure you'll, you and your family will love it. Can't wait. You know, I'm super excited about uh, the whole of South America. I mean, we've been in Brazil so far, Argentina, Paraguay, and now we're doing the Guyana. Ricky, I don't know if you can hear me or see me, but you've frozen on me. Are you still there, Ricky? Right now I'm looking, I can't hear you, and I'm looking at a frozen you and uh, an active me. Hmm. Hello, everyone. I'm back. Sorry for the little tech hiccup. I'm actually in Georgetown, Guyana, and unfortunately, Guyana doesn't have the best internet in the world. It has probably one of the worst. <laughs> uh, so I got disconnected. Uh, so anyway, we'll just continue. Uh, did you hear my last question, Reg? Uh, no, I uh, lost. Uh, no, no, I uh, lost some of it. Okay, I'm just going to repeat the last question I had before we got cut. Um, uh, my question had to do with. Uh, um, you know, uh, now you, you've done the Ecuador trip, you've done some RVing, and now you're actually on this uh, huge trip. I mean, uh, Canada is not a small country, not like Guyana. It's actually the second biggest in the world after Russia. And uh, U.S. is obviously not a, a small country either. Uh, so tell us about your current trip. Uh, you just left Vancouver a week ago, and uh, you're making your way across Canada and the U.S. Tell us a little bit more about uh, where are you intending to go, roughly how long is the trip, uh, so on and so forth. Okay, well, okay, first, well of all, first of all, we, we don't have any specific uh, agenda, which uh, we have some very good friends that came across Canada from the east to the west uh, a year ago, and they had every single stop mapped out. They knew where they were going to be on any particular date, and that's not the way we function. So uh, we left Vancouver uh, with uh, two stops planned where we wanted to meet up with friends who lived in the area, and that's it. So from here on in, it's we decide as we're somewhere where we want to go next and, and for how long. But our overall intention is to work our way across Canada, mostly the southern route, and, uh, but, but staying in Canada, and end up in the Maritimes uh, in probably August and spend August, September in, in southern Quebec and the Maritimes, 
And then um, around late September to early October, we'll drop down into the states and start heading south and hopefully stay ahead of winter. Uh, and then we, we, we'll probably fly home for Christmas. We have a son and daughter-in-law and two grandkids and many friends. And so we'll probably fly home for two or three weeks around Christmas. We'll store our motorhome and we're towing the, the convertible. And uh, then we'll fly back in early January and continue through the southwest states. And uh, our intention is to dip down into Mexico along the Sea of Cortez, uh, spend a bit of time there. And then as the weather starts turning towards spring, we'll gradually work our way back up to Canada and end up uh, back in BC probably in April or May. So that's, and after that, we'll, we're going to stay living in the, assuming we're still liking the experience. We'll uh, stay living in the motorhome, exploring more of BC and Alberta, and uh, especially Vancouver Island, the Sunshine Coast, all of that. And, uh, and then probably fly the, that following Christmas, we want to go back to uh, South or Central America and spend uh, a bit of time there. And then so back and forth is kind of the way we see it. You know, uh, the more I do these interviews, uh, Raj, is the more I just want to uh, do it, what my guests are doing because uh, I'm doing South America now, but uh, when you start talking about Canada, U.S., uh, hey, I want to do the RV trip there as well, but uh, you only have uh, so much time, so many resources, so you got to pick and choose your, 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 your uh, transport of choice and your country of choice and uh, the length of time, etc. So part of the reason we do these interviews is to inspire people because some people will like to do the RV style. Some people like to do the cruising, etc. So, uh, uh, I mean, obviously this one's focused on RVing. So tell us a little bit about uh, um, what kind of RV to choose, what are the different options. So give us a quick rundown into RVing 101 for those who have never ever even stepped foot in an RV. Okay, I will. But first, I'd just like to make one comment on based on what you said, and that is, you're still a young man, Ricky. So you're, you're much younger than I am. So you have lots of time to do something. I started a little later, you know, <laughs> so yes. you have lots of time. But I, I'm going great. I understand. I can relate. Uh, okay, type of RV. Well, first of all, uh, we hadn't intended, years ago, we hadn't intended on doing RV, and we thought we'd just do traveling in the car. But once we decided that that was a lifestyle we wanted to pursue, I started doing research. And, and, and the, what you learn when you start getting into RVing or looking into that world is that there is no perfect. Uh, everything is a matter of compromise. Um, just like if you choose a, a, a city to live in or a, or a career to have, there are very seldom anything that's perfect. There's always a compromise. You get this, you give up this kind of thing. And so what we chose, because we like having a, a car to drive around, a convertible in particular. Um, we didn't want a truck pulling a trailer because we didn't want to drive the truck after we unhooked. So we chose a, uh, a class A motorhome, uh, a diesel pusher, which is, is, has better reliability and longevity and uh, economy. Uh, a little more expensive to buy, but, but less expensive to keep on the road, theoretically, hopefully. Um, went used rather than new uh, for a number of reasons. One is that uh, my experience in the automotive industry is that when people buy a new RV, the first